Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And on this random Tuesday, feels like we're competing with Believe in the Bazaar. No, we can never compete with them. Because <laughs> they're normal days or Tuesdays. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we uh, decided to put this episode out now because we've been uh, relatively busy. Yeah. With uh, paranormal stuff. Yep. Nothing out of the usual, just planning for investigations and such. Yeah. And some content coming your guys' way and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's just it's been a lot on our plates the last couple of weeks. Plus, you know, obviously life. Life. You mean our son not going to sleep all the time? Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if it has anything to do with his abilities or what, because when I was a kid I was like this, where I would literally flip my nights and days and he does that. So I don't know um, and I notice when he does do that, there's like an increase in activity in the house. And recently, there has been. Um, not. So I guess I should, as a haunted update, I could talk about this. But um, so I had something weird happen to me. Um, and there's nothing medically that would cause this to happen. But I remember I was cooking um, the other day and I heard a loud pop in my left ear. And it was almost like someone hit wood against, like, a wood slab, a wooden hammer against wood. And it was, like, just a real loud pop. And I asked anybody, you know, like, around me, like, hey, did you guys hit something? Did... And they were like, no, we don't know what you're talking about. There's, you know. And, but when it happened, there was, like, a error from my ear to my third eye. Like, myself glitched, if that makes sense. And it was, like, for a split second, I was like, oh, what is this? You know what I mean? Like, it, like, shocked me, kind of. <laughs> I don't know. That's the best way I could describe it. Like, a glitch. Like, I was literally like, what the? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, literally I glitched. And so, ever since then, my clear audience stuff has been ridiculous. Like, insane. Like, I have to ask people, like, hey, did you hear that? Because more so than I used to, because I'm hearing things that apparently other people aren't hearing. Uh, and I, uh, how do I put this? I'm trying to figure out how to say this properly. For those who listen and know about when I talk about the Shadow Walker and the ability and all that stuff, the EMA using stuff that I do or energy manipulation ability, um, for some reason now I can see uh, what goes on in my hand more clearly now. I know I had a whole episode to it. If you're like, what the hell is he talking about? I don't know why this would be your first episode. But, um. This is the most recent one, duh. Oh, yeah. yeah. But if you go back, I think a few episodes, it's all about the Shadow Walker episode. I think it's, uh. It's pretty far back there now. I don't know. Anyway, what I saw, I guess with my third eye, or like, when my eyes are closed, I can cl- see more clearly what's going on on the ether, you would say. But, uh, what I saw was each tips of my fingers were generating, like, almost a, thin string of dark red energy it reminded me of blood like the color of like blood how blood looks like if it had like light shooting through it and it was rippling around each like a string going from each fingertip to the center of my palm and it made a circle right and that circle was where the energy was being pulled into if that makes any sense to anybody yeah <laughs> and it even makes sense to i don't know if you ever shared it but there is a painting that a person with abilities um Oh, yes. She paints like uh, pictures, and the the pictures will actually change. But sometimes she channels just messages through paintings. Anyways, um, when we when we were with No Quarter, she came on as um, I don't know if she was a permanent member of the team or just kind of came on or whatever 
because we kind of like separated after when she came on. But she painted a picture of Isaac's ability, and it's it's pretty cohesive to what he was saying in his hand. Which now talking about it is a perfect segue to our point of uh, or the topic of today's episode. Yeah, which is protections or protection against uh dark entities. Yeah, dark entities or cuz like the last episode that we did was covering really dark places. Yeah, so we decided um, this one we talk about ways to protect yourself cuz if you're not like me or Megan who have control or manipulate the energy or EMA user or anyone else out there or if you're just starting out. Yeah. Because, um yeah, starting out with your abilities, investigating yes, yes, whatever. Yes, yes. Uh if you're not an EMA user, um or like myself and Megan, then you need some other forms of protection. So, and I still wear protection. We'll also talk about like well, we're going to talk about some of the protection we use yeah. out in the field and when you investigate. And even protection you can use for your own home. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of people were one question we always get asked like, how do you protect your home if you consistently go out and pick fights? Mm-hmm. So this is what this episode's all about. Also, um, a great example of this is if you go to the beginning part of our episodes we would always have evps in our i mean we still have evps sometimes every now and then um but at the very beginning it was like frequent like it was consistent and they were not always pleasant either like i would hear my name growled i'd hear this that this that and this that um but once we that's the one thing i could say with joining no quarter when we joined no quarter is that we learned a lot about protection and how to protect your home essentially once we started protecting and i started protecting myself and then isaac started protecting himself too with other other things because we do use other things other than straight up just our abilities um but it stopped and now it's like every now and then you'll hear like just an evp and that's just probably someone trying to channel communicate through because we still get that um because you know as a psychic you essentially act as a as a light in a, in a dark world. So, um, you know, spirits, good and bad, are attracted to you because they know you can communicate to the other side. And some psychics got the light on brighter than, you know. Some oh. psychics are just a flashlight. Others are like a freaking high beam. Or a lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you're not psychic, if you don't have no abilities, uh, you also need forms of a way to protect yourself. Um, and this is most of the stuff that we've learned in our time as investigators and a few things that we looked up on. Um, granted, we're not going to give extreme details on each thing because that would take forever. So we might go into later parts about each specific thing. But in general, if you're starting out, these kind of things that you probably need to know about. Mm-hmm. Now, religious symbols, I guess a way to start off, are always good ways against anything dark in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like cross and crucifix or anything like that. Um, we call it the uh, the Celtic knot. Uh, if you know if you know what that is, you know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, is a good protection symbol against evil. Um, the runes. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it the. Uh, I know everyone's seen it. I don't know the actual name of it, but it's the actual. I actually, have it on my necklace. <laughs> uh, it's the that circle rune uh, that has a, a bunch of different things. It's like, like Odin's wheel or something. Like I that? think it's what it's called. I don't remember what it's called, but it's like the ultimate protection against uh, darkness. Hence, why yeah. I wear it. And funny enough, speaking of ruins, that's actually one of my major protection things. And I'm probably going to get one tattooed on my finger, um, or fingers, just for how I use my ability in my hand. So, yeah. um, 
But yeah, so when it comes to religious symbols, most things that reflect or also against evil can be good to protect yourself out in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, you have to carry a crucifix everywhere you go. Yeah. <laughs> but um, any kind of thing that can hang from your neck or something that you can wear or anything like that will also wear on you could also help. Even um, religious medallions, too, like mm-hmm. Michael uh, Benedict, right? St. Benedict. Yeah, okay. Benedict. No, Benedict I know St. No. <laughs> I know Dr. people Strange out there. Dr. Strange Well, St. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be St. Because Archangel, Archangel Michael. Yeah. Archangel medallions and stuff like that. Yeah. St. Benedict. Other saints in, uh, that are for protection, like St. Christopher and others. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, when it comes to religious symbols... Stuff like that can actually help protect mm-hmm. um, holy water. Whether you believe in Christianity or not, has holds power. Yeah, I'm not saying you have to use it. I'm just saying if you need it for protection, you can. Um, but yeah, we've used a few religious symbols. I know I have a bracelet that I wear when we go into dangerous places. Um, that's a crucifix bracelet that my grandmother made me. Mm-hmm. That's been blessed by a priest. Uh, so it is. Very strong. We fight things that are, excuse me, demonic in nature. Yeah. Um, for me. Now, if you have any religious symbols that you wear, yeah, yeah, I wear a cross. Um, oh. I really want to get because I've been called recently to get a Michael medallion. I used to have one. Um, and I used to carry it with me. Um, on investigations, but I don't know. Um, and one of the things that's crazy too, like that. Um. I've experienced is uh, things breaking and shattering. And that's also part of when we started talking about crystals. I have like an intense story about like crystals breaking. That is insane. Um, But uh, yeah, so um, I've had, I've had a Michael medallion, um, but it got lost when we did the case on the farm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, got lost out there. I don't know where it is. Um, And then your grandmother also made me a bracelet, asked me where the cross went. I have no clue. Yeah. Um. So Which is- be aware that when you're at locations, the stuff can break and crack and fall apart. I mean, I've watched uh, bracelets that someone on No Quarter made. One of the people uh, on the team made, made jewelry for all of us and stuff. And she was pretty good at it. And... uh I've watched them completely shatter, break apart. Like, it's it's crazy. Well, um, it's funny enough. I was just thinking when you were talking about the uh, races and stuff like that. If everyone, anyone ever came into our house, into our, our bedroom, they'll notice that a mirror we have uh, above our dresser. The mirror itself also has probably, I think, ten different religious symbols of all kinds mm-hmm. attached to it and hanging from it. Yeah. <laughs> and someone asks, well, what, what, why you get all this? Because mirrors... I think we had a whole episode on it. Can yeah. be portals for dark entities to come through. Yeah. Or even possess at a per- specific time to kind of like, that's their dwell spot. Yeah. And yeah. there's some crazy stuff I learned when we start getting like to the history of like a bunch of different protection stones and symbols and, and amulets and talisman and all that stuff. Um, I thought like the idea of portals was something that didn't exist as far back, but apparently using religious symbols and stuff like that has been a thing for a long, long, long time. Like, I don't, like, it It boggles my mind when I was 
researching like just how like long like in the settlement times they would use um they would actually burn religious symbols into the foundation of the house which i thought that was interesting Mm -hmm. um and then uh, i'll get into it a little bit later in the episode but they had a thing about protecting portals and i was like what is that like i thought that was recent but i don't know yeah um, but different, like, also there were just symbols like runes and stuff like that were painted on doorways and stuff like that for the old, the old Norse and stuff like that when they use different places. Um, so when, ru- when it comes to runes, I think we, we talk about runes as much as we talk about any other thing because we have a strong calling to, yeah. uh, Norse paganism. And I couldn't tell you from where, probably a past life or something, but, um, it seems to work f- for us very well. Yeah. When we go on investigations. Like, for me, um, I started off with carrying religious symbols, and I still do, like, like the cross and everything. Um, crystals, the whole crystal itself works for me, but, like, the bracelets, they do, but they don't. But I noticed when I started wearing the, I can't even think of the name. It starts with an A, and if you know ruins, you know what I'm talking about. But it's like the main protection ruin. Mm. Um, and I would actually mark it on my hands and like uh, chakra points um, to prevent. Because also, if you're psychic, you got to worry about psychic attacks, which I've dealt dealt with. And like for me, um, it normally feels like I, I don't know, like. I never got this until I started investigating, like really, really investigating. But um, it feels like my back is breaking. Um, it feels like someone is like, I don't know, trying to rip my back in half. I know that sounds weird, but mm-hmm. I found out later that it's t- it's basically when something is tapping into my root chakra. So um, normally, too, that happens when there's like parasitic type dark entities that's what i call them anyways like just a dark entity a shadow thing a hag a weird just dark thing that just is like latching on somebody because i've seen it where like i've talked to somebody and i could see something like on their back Mm -hmm. which is insane um but when i start feeling that that kind of leads me to believe that whoever i'm talking to probably has something attached to them that's like ruining things and so far it's proven right every time i felt that talking to somebody it's it's been pretty accurate like i'm like hey has this been happening to you and they're like yeah i actually think there's a something attached to me that's bad and so that's i don't know what it has to do with the back i guess a spinal cord i don't know mm. root chakra that kind of thing it was funny when we were talking about this episode beforehand and we're like basically saying we needed we talked about the darkest places but we need to talk about how protection and stuff like that. And it reminded me of a scene from Constantine where um, he puts that necklace on, uh, I forgot the actress's name. Um, but yeah, uh, he puts that necklace on her. So I think of it like a bulletproof vest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We yeah. were actually thinking about calling this episode like spiritual bulletproof vest. Yeah. Which yeah. we might know. Yeah. Um, but moving on to the next kind of things we use out there are stones. Yeah. Now, I never took much stock in the stones. I've said this in a couple of interviews already we've done in the past. I never cared for much or I never thought they would do anything. I just like those crazy people who talk about rocks all the time. They think they know stuff, whatever. Until I put one on 
and was in an investigation and saw what happened to them after the investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the first bracelet that was ever given to me was made of amethyst, crystal, and a few other stones on it. But after the investigation, after doing what I do um, and looking at, at the bracelet afterwards, the crystals were cracked. The amethyst was cracked. A lot of stones had cracks running through them mm-hmm. from the amount of energy it absorbed at the time. Yeah. And it, it, not only did it happen to me, but it happened to other people in investigations as well. So after I saw that, I'm like, saw what it looked like beforehand and saw the after effect. I didn't bump into anything. I didn't slam it against rocks or trees or anything like that. I mean, granted, it takes a lot to cut a crystal, let alone crack one. Yeah. And I got a force from like maybe I would have to break my wrist if I slapped against a tree in order to crack a crystal. Yeah. So for to see all the damage done to it, I was just like, yeah, this these things actually uh they do what they say they're gonna do. Yeah, my my um like the one that I tend to get drawn to the most, obviously any kind of like psychic enhancing um crystals that kind of thing I always go to, but. Um, I had ordered, but anyways, if you're into crystals, make sure to check out our bonus episode with Erin a ways back from starting family crystals. Her crystals are amazing. She does everything ethically sourced. So you're getting the best of the best when you get her crystals. Anyways. Um, so I did an order from her. I got, uh, what was it? It was tourmaline. And then she also sent me some other crystals about releasing. It's like one of the crystals was like to help release trapped spirits. And another one was some Archangel Michael type crystal. And I kept getting, I need to get this tourmaline before this investigation. I need to get this tourmaline and I don't know why. And the other psychic on the team at the time, Megan, who, you know, I've talked about, we've, you know, done some past life digging and found out we were twins in a past life. Um, if you're into past life stuff. Um, but anyways, we are, um, super close. And, uh, I felt like I had to get two. Like, whatever crystals I got for me, I got for her. So I got tourmaline and it was this big chunk of just straight up tourmaline. And it felt right. It felt good, you know. Um, and crystals will choose you. You will be drawn to a certain crystal. That's the thing. Whatever you need. I've seen it in so many situations. Where literally, uh, you know, you, you randomly pick and it's exactly what you need. Um, and then Erin too, for certain family crystals, she'll help you pick if you're interested in that. But, um, but anyways, we go on this investigation and it was when I first started dealing with psychic attacks at locations. And I had, like, if I go back now, it would be a totally different story. I could ground myself a lot more. Um, I understand my abilities a lot more. Um, but I had this tourmaline and I just didn't feel right. Like it, it, it was, it was weird. Like we had like weird stuff happen before we actually investigated. And, um, we were at this civil war. What was it? Like a memorial reconstruction site. It had actual pieces of mm-hmm. like the battlefield stuff. Cause the battlefield was around that area. Anyways. Um, so I remember I just, I was dealing with a psychic attack and, um, I started looking at my crystal in my pocket and, uh, Megan had hers as well. And as we were continuing on the, the thing, we started seeing these big ass chunks of the crystal missing. And we were like, what the heck? We didn't do anything. It's just been sitting in our pocket. 
and it keeps getting like it literally crumbled in my pockets. I have no clue, no clue what that thing took, but I know it was like good quality. It was solid when I had it. And then all of a sudden, like, I think I still have it, but, um, it's in retirement unless I, I went ahead and returned it back to the earth and buried it. I don't know. But there was like a, I think I have a picture of a, like literally like a chunk of it taken out. It's insane. Um, and like, I felt like pieces crumbling in my pocket and it was probably, even though we went to some of the other darkest places for whatever reason that took, that place took, took a, I took a beating at that place. But I think, Megan, what do I need to use to protect myself? Yeah. Well, let me tell you. Um, most black stones mm-hmm. are great for protection against evil. Um, jets, uh, tourmaline. Um, hematite. He- well, hematite is more of a silver stone. So oh, yeah, that's, magnetic. that's true. Talk about the black stones. Uh, what is the other one? Trying to remember the name. Obsidian. Obsidian. That's right. Yeah. Obsidian, tourmaline, and uh, jet are the ones that are best against anything black stone wise is really good against fighting, uh, keeping yourself protected against uh, yeah. darkness. Hematite is the metal that I am, or the stone essentially that I'm attracted to, and it's a magnetic stone that's more for grounding. Because I have a hematite bracelet that literally will to a, you know anything metal because it's it's magnetic materials, mm-hmm. um, and d- different stones like that, but. Uh, clear crystals and stuff like that are always good for, um, I feel like ab- grounding a little bit and like, not, well, absorbing energy essentially, or at least channeling it. Mm-hmm. That's why most, uh, pendulums are made of crystals. Yeah. 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 Um, some kind of interesting thing that I found when I was researching crystals is someone put it, I don't know why I did not, like, I knew this is what crystals helped with, but like, I didn't know this, this viewpoint of it. Um, but, Basically, it's EMF protection, right? Um, and apparently, like with obsidian, um, it's super good at protecting harmful electric, electromagnetic frequencies and also detrimental energies. Um, basically, it acts as a black hole for harmful and damaging frequencies. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've never heard it, I never heard it talked about like EMF protection. Well, but I mean, now the that- ongoing theory is that spirits have made an EMF. Yeah. And you got a whole chart over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a whole... It literally, it was like crystals for EMF protection. It was tourmaline, shungite, sodalite, which I've heard before. Sodalite. Salt, which is actually what I use to protect the house. Fluorite, pyrite, um, amazonite. Oh, my God, I'm butchering these. I feel like... I feel like... Um, and hematite. So... There's well, probably more, but we should talk about how we protect our home. Speaking of yeah. salt, yeah. yeah. So not every everybody has different ways of doing it. Obviously, sage and burning sage cleansing that way. Um, incense. Well, before we go, on, yeah. Sage, right? And burning sage and stuff like that. If something dark is in your home, it's not as much. But as for protection, yeah. Yeah, it's right. more. It's more of like a, a cleansing. A cleansing. And it's not essentially getting rid of it. It's just kind of pushing it back for a period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do use crystals. I put some in the, like, I'll put a little piece in each windowsill and near the door frames. Um, we've also put holy water in the door frames and windowsills before. 
But I specifically use, and I was called to this very, very, very early on, and it's worked um, good. So I use salt. Um, I do a mixture of table salt and um, pink Himalayan salt. Was Salt has been used for ages. I think even the Catholic Church uses it um, to clear out negative energies. I remember reading somewhere about the Catholic Church using salt. And so... Um, obviously they use like incense too of like myrrh and that, again, that's just like a cleansing thing, but salt, um, I do it once a month and I go around and of course everything is with intention. So when you put the salt down, um, I do it outside. You need to make sure that, you know, you're, um, you have good intentions. Like for me, I would say like, okay, well nothing darker, nothing darker is allowed to come in the house. Only things of love and light. If you need help crossing over, you know, like they're allowed to come through and I call on my, um, guardian angels and, uh, archangels and guides and stuff as I'm doing this, you know, um, and I think of a white light, that kind of thing. Um, but I mix, uh, Himalayan pink salt with regular table salt and then I use protective herbs. So, Things like, um, lavender and rose petal and, um, I even use ground sage in it, like rub sage, um, any kind of protective herbs and you can go literally anywhere and find it. Rosemary is another good protection herb. Um, yeah, so I, I do that and I put that around the house, around the perimeter. Um, and that's what I've always used. I've always been called to that. Um, a lot of people also do like crystals and, um, stuff like that. So that's how we protect our home. So, um, besides our abilities. Yeah. So the abilities help obviously, but not everybody has abilities like that. So, um, that's what I do. And then, um, yeah, that's what I do. Salt. Salt. Um, I don't know. I've always been called to it. I also give it to other members of the team and they say it works wonders. I know one of the members of our team actually like will sprinkle it on the floors of her house and then she'll sweep it out. Hmm. And there's things, um, there's also, you can even use, there's something called, well, you have to be more into like the witchy side of things. Um, but there's Florida water. Um, I've known people that will put like ruins in their doors in their area. Um, that kind of thing. Um, I use ruins to actually close mirrors. So like, um, there was a mirror in our house that it felt kind of like some stuff was coming through, good or bad. I don't want to have to deal with that because obviously at some point something bad might come through and I'm not, I'm not here for it. So, um, I will like, do a ruin over the mirrors if that makes sense. Yeah. But so take any of those to heart. Um and use it for yourself. And we also have crucifixes as well inside. Well because of your grandma. Yeah, my grandma is like super um Catholic. <laughs> and so there's literally crucifixes on all the walls. So yeah. pictures of Jesus, that kind of thing. So Yes. Um now on to some weird stuff. Which I know nobody talking about stuff like that, but one of the things we talked about mainly that I wanted to find out about were amulets and talismans. Mm-hmm. Um, what they're used for, how they're used for, and one of the most powerful ones on the planet. Yeah, yeah. And you have a brief summary on amulets and talismans. Yeah. So here's the difference of 
But so here's the difference between an uh, amulet and a talisman. So an amulet are believed to have the power to ward off negative energy, evil spirits, or even illness. Uh, crucifixes, garlic, coal, ruins, lucky coins, and horseshoes are some of the amulets that have been used for centuries. Amulets are worn by people as a form of protection and defense against the evil around them. So evil eye is a good thing too. Mm. It's a good example of that. Um, which I I use the I have the Italian the horn. Um, well, I don't have it yet. I'm in the process of getting it. But, um, if you're Italian, you know what I'm talking about. It, it wards off Malocchio. So, <laughs> anyways. Uh, a talisman is just the opposite of an amulet. Talismans are believed to give more power to the person wearing it. Um, the item is thought to give positive energy to the person who possess- possesses it. So, an example would be Excalibur, King Arthur's sword, Aladdin's magical lamp, a magic rod, and, uh, even some people have magic hats that are examples of talisman. I mean, if you're into all that. <laughs> but that's just a good example of, like, in your head. I mean, obviously, Aladdin's magic lamp doesn't isn't a thing. But, but talisman exists, man. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's the examples they gave. But yeah. um, the magical objects are worn to instill power, confidence, um, and power in those who wear them. Talismans are also believed to enhance personal power. They're generally made of crystals and gemstones. So, I'm thinking, technically, could crystals be an amulet and a talisman if you wear them as a necklace? Because there's some crystals that enhance your ability and give you confidence, like Moldavite or something like that. But then you have stones like obsidian and hematite and stuff like that. that Which, um, Moldavite itself, I guess, would be the ultimate talisman amongst anything uh, for the reason of what it does. And for those who don't know, I think I talked about it briefly on another episode or something. Moldavite is a new, it's meteorite, essentially, uh, stone that amplifies um, the natural energy that is the person holding it. So if you're in a bad mood, it'll make you more pissed off. If you're in a good mood, it'll make you more happy. Uh, and that's just a generalization amongst everyone. Yeah. Um, what is in theory is what it does to psychics. And testing it a few times that I have, and not just with myself, with other psychics that I've known, is Moldavite seems to amplify our abilities. I know it turns my ability from a handgun into a rocket launcher. Um, and uh, Mike, who's also a second on our team, seems to open up everything so he can clear them more. And that's just with a cornflake-sized piece of Moldavite. So, last time I held Moldavite, and this is the thing that you got to watch out that Not every stone is for everybody. Because yeah. I'll tell you right now, Moldavite, I have not held Moldavite since. But there was a time, uh, when did you get it? Oh, it was a while ago, like mm, the summertime. Yeah. Um, I held Moldavite and it made me want to throw up. But it gave me the same feeling like when I, when you do the whole decalcifying your third eye. Um, basically because like I would open, close, open, close, open, close my third eye so much. Um, and things were trying to come through, it, like, calcified over. It would, like, I would get pieces of messages, but not the full thing and not the control that I needed. So I did some meditation on decalcifying your third eye, and that helped a lot. But it came with this massive headache and this massive, just, like, nauseous, just energy being off feeling. And that's what Moldavite did to me when I held it for the first time. But I have never held Moldavite since. So I don't know what it would do now that I'm like got more control and you know I'm I'm venturing off into different crystals. 
Um, for me with crystals, I'm very like, I don't like all of them. I'm like, I'm very pristine to a, a few, a few of them. Um, but yeah. So when talking about amulets and talismans, I wanted to know what was the most powerful amulet in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and just putting that question in, apparently I got an answer. Um, and a lot actually relates to King David mm-hmm. and King Solomon. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them being Solomon's seal. Yeah. Um, not the seal essentially that was on his ring. So- King Solomon's ring, there, if you know the fable tale, um, well, he trapped 70 some demons in his ring that mm-hmm. had Pacific, Pacific uh, insignia on it. Mm-hmm. And that symbol, amongst other things of protection, used was used to entrap all those demons that he used, well, kind of in prison and make them work for him. Yeah. Um, and that's the story behind his ring and stuff like that. So if there's a, I guess if an amulet or no a talisman, then his ring would be because it attracted stuff to it or imprisoned things yeah. almost. Um, yeah, because it didn't like protect him from anything. He grabbed it. It was like an imprisonment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it, King Solomon's seal, Solomon's seal is uh, a form of protection as well. Yeah. Um, but what I looked up was, uh, one of the most powerful amulet in the, in, uh, in the world is a personalized cosmic sigil, uh, sigil talisman. Uh, this unique amulet is uh, assembled according to the astrology map of the intended owner. Mm. So it's specifically for you. Um, the astrologer creates an astrology map from birth, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, uh, your, your, your sign, you would say. And it looks for the best time to support the wearer's specific purpose. Um, and this is section of astrology. Uh, we, yeah. So, the, uh, most powerful talisman in the world. I think it's considered the most powerful talisman, not amulet talisman. Mm-hmm. Is a personalized cosmic sigil. It's the most powerful talisman because it attracts, it is specifically to you. So the symbols that are put on are designed for that specific wearer. So mm-hmm. if you, someone else wore it, it wouldn't really do much for them. Interesting. Was, yeah. So time, date, hour, Everything. Is it like your chart on an am- on a... Yeah. Let me show you a picture. Yeah, so it's like your astrological... Oh, like a clock. Yeah, it's like your astro- astrological chart. Yeah. Like, um, you know, like when you go... If you're into astrology, you can go find your birth chart, and it looks like your birth chart on an amulet. Now, famous amulets from the past, um, one of the Pope's crosses, mm-hmm. the first Pope's crosses, um... Uh, we call it uh, <laughs> a famous symbol or famous, I don't know if you consider a weapon or an amulet, essentially, but um, we call it the um, Spirit Destiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, um, I did find, too, like Archangel Metatron, which some people don't consider him an archangel, but um, if you're into all of that and under- know him, um, his, like, cube on a... Uh, Technically, it's a symbol, but it's yeah. powerful. Okay, so apparently, like, using religious symbols and stuff like that was not, like, it's not, like, a new age thing. Like, it has been around for um, a long time. And like I said before, um, back in, like, settlement times, they'd actually burn symbols into... Um, and one symbol I think that gets misrepresented is the pentagram. Um, 
because you see it, you automatically think, regardless, it's it technically is a protection symbol, but when it's inverted, that obviously means dark. And that goes with ruins, too. Obviously, when a ruin is inverted, it's the opposite of the good. So it's like the dark version of it. Um, so, because I'm not going to lie, for the longest time, I thought, like, any pentagram was bad. Like, oh. But learning more about the pentagram, I know that it was used for protection. Yeah. And the Winchesters yeah. use it. Yeah. So as long as it's not <laughs> yeah, inverted, when it's in Winchesters, yeah. Mystery House. No. What? The Winchesters. Who's the Winchesters? Supernatural. Oh, I don't watch that. I don't know why. <laughs> I have like, people are probably like, what? You don't watch that? No, I don't know. I have a weird thing with them. I don't like it. I don't right. know why. <laughs> um. Okay, so... Yes. Okay, so one of the interesting things that I found was about protecting portals. Because I, I don't know why I didn't think... I thought portals was just like a newer thing. But um, James the Sixth... Um, so James the Sixth was one of the main people to kind of like tell people like, hey, you need to protect your your dwellings with protection symbols and stuff like that. Um, basically, he believed that any evil spirits entered structures by whatsoever opening the air may enter. Um, so, back then, obviously, you know, the houses weren't as, you know, put together as they are now. Um, and drafts were common, so people consistently had to put um, protection symbols in their home. Uh, doors, windows, and fireplaces were considered particularly vulnerable portals. Um, when you go to like older, like medieval places, such as churches, castles, cottages, mills, and barns, you can actually see some of these markings still there. Um, also, they used to put uh, the symbols in dark, dangerous, or rarely used places such as attics, staircases, and places like that. Um, they would also put some kind of wash over it to keep it intact. Um, a lot of people would actually burn it into the structure. Um, but yeah, apparently when you go to older buildings, especially in Europe and places like that, they will have the actual like symbols still in their foundation. So obviously makes me wonder if some of the foundations have the opposite of the protection symbols, have the darker symbols and you know what I mean? And it's well, consistently in the foundation. Well, we've, we've firsthand found out that the deeper you go with the foundation, if something dark dwells within it, that's where it, it, it bids itself the most. Like uh, with the library that we investigated when we went to the basement. That's where something the darkest well, the hints why it pulls from there, really kind of put the kibosh on that place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. Interesting. And something with, and this is just, I didn't read too much into the fireplaces, but something with the fireplaces is, is really like, like, I didn't know. Like, I knew things come through mirrors, and I knew things could come through 
Like, they say, too, like, when you leave your windows open at night to have some sort of protection around just because your windows are open. So anything that you're protecting can kind of go, you know, like if you have stuff outside to protect, but you leave the windows open, um, like, to sleep or whatever, it can come through the window. Yeah. Um, which I've actually found that to be true. Um, <laughs> I've, I've dealt with, anyways. Um, but... Fireplaces. This is, I don't know why it's resonating with me, but fireplaces. There's something with fireplaces and portals. Mm. Interesting. I had to look up more into that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But I think that's really all we have yeah. for now. Yeah, we wanted to get this out just so you guys can um, truly like hear our side of protection because I feel like from the first couple of episodes, we didn't know a lot about it and then learning everything that we've learned this year, it's, it's super vital. Um, especially when you're in the paranormal. I mean, I can tell you right now, I've seen people that go with no protection and they reap what they sow in certain spots. I mean, not every spot is incredibly haunted with demonic things or anything like that, but if you're going to go... Actually, I have a quote that I think sums up paranormal investigating and protection and everything else. Um, it says, before you open up a door to spirits that await, know what you are looking for and how to shut the gate. Supposed to be a poem? No, no. but they made it rhyme. <laughs> um, but I, th- I feel like that resonated with me a lot because I feel like that is very important. You know, when you go to a location, like for instance with us, we would always say before we left an investigation, you know, like, um, I know you want to communicate and whatever, whatever, but you know, you can't follow us home. Um, and we were stern in that present, like everybody said that. And there are times when we, when we didn't say that, like we forgot to say it and we just kind of like went home and we were drained or whatever. Um, stuff didn't follow us home, but when we did say it, nothing really did. So the good spirits anyway, listened. Yeah. But the fights we picked um, always brought things back to our home. Yeah. That's why we armed yeah. it up as much as possible. Yeah, so you just have to be careful, especially if you go poking a bear, like, provoking. Because, um, yeah. you know, I don't really condone provoking. Like, you know, they're people. <laughs> I mean, unless it's a darker whatever. Um, but still, you need to have some sort of protection. And... Yeah. So, next week. Or uh, this, this Friday. Friday. I'm excited about this one because there's a lot of interesting stuff that we can go off of. Um, and it's urban legends and lores of America. So any kind of urban legend, which, uh, you've bas- talked about a lot already. Yeah. Which basically urban legends is, um, the actual definition is just like basically he said, she said story, kind of like a word of mouth story. Um, most of the time there's no real evidence. Um, it's just kind of like a, a story that's told, but that goes around a lot, and a lot of people say they experience it and stuff like that. You go down by the Manson River, you're going to see yourself a bull man, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Like the goat man is considered one of them. Technically, the bell witch would be considered one of them yeah. because nobody has seen her since. Uh, there's one, though, that I looked up that is terrifying. I was like, freak, I don't even know if I should talk about this. It's a cool, we call it teaser. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty dark, and I was like, dang, I don't know if, I don't even know, but it's teaser way, I got such chills reading it, I don't know if I even would want to test that 
out. All right, he stopped selling it. All right, people already. <laughs> I know. It's, <laughs> but a good announcement for next week's bonus episode. Yeah, next week, March second. Now, if you ever wondered, who is that band playing in the intro to our episodes? It's a band called Malden. Yeah. Who reached out to us um, and asked if we want to use their music, and we said yeah. So we actually put a song. The song is called Stacy Doll, if you didn't know already. Um, but I wanted to do an interview with them and find out uh, what they're all about and stuff like that and find out how they got in touch with us. You know, yeah. like what, what, what caused, you know, what, 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 how do you find us and all this stuff and maybe talk about music for a bit and stuff like that. So I did a bonus episode with them, which is really fun and cool. And yes, like everyone, they had their paranormal experiences. Yeah. And they're really cool people. They're very, very down to earth. So, so, yeah, look forward to that bonus episode next Wednesday. And then I am going to be, I don't know when the episode is coming out, so obviously they'll be posting about it, but I am going to be a guest on um, Life Paranormal with V um, soon. I record the episode next week, so, or this week, this week, this week. So, it should be out soon-ish. So, when that does happen, I will... And if anybody that doesn't know V, V is also psychic medium. Like she is legit. Like she is. Yes. She Isaac even put her to the test with past life stuff, and she more than exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So we've been talking about. I've been talking about going on her stuff for a long time, but it just like schedules were conflicting, and it wasn't the right time. But I feel like this is going to be a good episode. So. Um, we're going to talk about our experiences and what things we've learned and stuff like that. So it's going to be a good one. Yeah. So yeah, Friday, Herb Legends. And then next Wednesday, Malden. Yeah. And then, um, I think Friday we'll talk about what we're doing that following week after Malden bonus episode. Yes. Because the next couple, like the whole two months after this month, going to be good ones, guys. Yeah. I'm excited. So as always, you can catch our social media. Uh, at Hidden the Shadows Podcast on Instagram, yeah. Hidden the Shadows 6 on Twitter, Hidden in the Podcast 2 on TikTok, or links to all our social media and all ways you can listen to us at Hidden the Shadows Podcast.com. Also, links to our merch store. So if you want to get a shirt or something, um, you can get it from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so as always, catch your weirdos in the next one. Yep.